T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back with the other John Trucker Show, live in the Key Studios. Tuesday night with the 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And follow us on our personal Twitter pages at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, as our intro to the Falcon flyover is crapped out uh, for right now, this is your nightly look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover ah the unofficial depth chart for the falcons has been released so here's what you've got right now here's your offensive line jake wilkinson matt hennessy or drew dolman they don't list one guy they list both lindstrom mcgarry that's your starters right now um your two tight ends are kyle pitts and parker hesse your wide receivers are kaderil hodge alameda zacchaeus and then Jerome, Geronimo Allison and Brian Edwards. Uh, Patterson is listed as the number one running back with Damian Williams, number two. Mariota, Ritter, Franks is your three quarterbacks. And uh, defensively, Grady, uh, Anthony Rush, Taquan Graham, that's your defensive line. Um, Ogundeji at one outside linebacker. Lorenzo Carter at the other linebacker, outside linebacker. Eba Cady right now is listed as the backup. Interesting. Michael Walker and Rashawn Evans are your two inside linebackers with Kiewitkowski, Dorian Etheridge as your second guys. And then um, I was trying to see where uh, Troy Anderson right now is listed as a reserve at linebacker. So Evans and Walker are the two starting linebackers on the inside. Kiewitkowski and Dorian Etheridge are the two backups. Then it's Rashad Smith and Nathan Landman. And again, Troy Anderson comes after Rashad Smith. And I said that I thought Troy Anderson would not start the year as one of the starting inside linebackers, that he would make his bones on special teams early in the year, that that's where he would, that's where he would make his plays and things because I think they're going to slow work him in to all of this. Um, A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward are your corners. Hawkins and Grant are your safeties, which I like. Because with all due respect to Eric Harris and Dean Marlowe, I'd rather have Dean Martin than Dean Marlowe. I'd rather go get a sandwich or a plate of food at Marlowe's Tavern. I'd certainly like to get some drinks at Marlowe's Tavern. But with all due respect, P.U. to those, let me have Grant and Hawkins. So I'm hoping on Friday this is the starting group 
that we get to see. Now, they have Avery Williams listed as both punt and kick returner right now. My hope is that we will see the guys I just mentioned as starters. We will see Patterson as the kick return guy. And obviously, you know, we're going to see a big rotation of guys because they've said they're going to play everybody who's not hurt, right? Everybody who's not hurt is going to get a chance to play. Um, the center battle is going to be interesting. And I think, honestly, Drew Dahlman, at the end of the day, is going to get the start. I'll go ahead and say it. If, if Steve Weiss didn't want to commit to it, I'll go ahead and commit to it for you. Drew Dahlman's going to start on Friday night. And I think he's going to end up winning that battle. I think there's a couple of different things. I, I think the fact that Dolman was drafted by this organization, by by this group, meaning Arthur and Terry and all those guys, I think that gives him an advantage. If it comes down to they're both even, okay, which we're hearing and we'll hear from the coach in just a second, that they're all even, then I think the advantage is going to be that Dolman was drafted by Fontenot and Smith, and he's their guy, right? And I think he's going to get the shot. Even though Hennessy started last year, I think he's going to get the shot out of all of it. I Again, I will stand by the fact that I understand that Steve said there aren't a whole lot of great offensive linemen, but I think that Caleb McGarry will not be here if he's not the starter. And I think he's going to start. With all due respect to Jermaine Effetti, um, ask Randy Mack what he thinks about Effetti. Like, he ain't all that good. There's a reason why he's, you know, here, you know, in his fifth-year option year and all this, that, and the other. He ain't been all that good. So I think McGarry's going to lock down the starting spot there. Wilkinson is all but locked up the left guard spot. What does that say about your guy? Uh, what does that say about Jalen Mayfield? Anyway, um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, the wide receiver rotation is going to be very, very interesting because one group they've got Hodge as the starter, Allison as the backup, Bird, Tate, London, James as the reserves for right now. Obviously, Drake London's going to work himself into the starting lineup. Uh, the other group of wide receivers is Zacchaeus, Edwards, Darby, Batson, Barry Hill, and Jared Bernhardt. So, you know, again, that group doesn't mean anything as to who starts in week one of the preseason. Not going to mean anything. Did you find it, or are you just making uh, just had to put music back there? No, this is just you know, this is just me calling audible, trying to be a good producer. Yeah. So uh, what? So, uh, so let's let's go ahead and pull the curtain back. Yeah. What uh, is so the flyover is just gone? I it, literally, I'll like the next break. You can come back here and I'll show you. No, it I, I believe you. No, yeah. it literally says when I pull put try to put it in the stack, uh-huh. it says media asset not found. Okay. So I think someone I'm you know not gonna say names, but I think it it, it uh. Chris? I think it got deleted. No, 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 no. I don't think. No. Brian? No. Warren? No. no, I don't think. Abe? Any, I don't think any producers deleted it. Okay. Because, you know. Because I want to call I want to call somebody out by name. I'll say this. New imaging for the Falcons flyover. The the show oh, was put in was put okay. in today. New imaging oh, for the Falcons flyover okay. was put in today. Okay. So who I did think, that? Who did that? Steve? So I think. <laughs> so I think. Yeah, I'm stuff calling was, out names. Listen, if you're going to delete my stuff, you better own up to it and. <laughs> And suck it up, Buttercup. So it, it was accidental, but I think Remember, Steve- I don't like people, okay? Or understand, I don't like people. So when my stuff gets missing, you know, without just kind of arbitrary. Because, again, I understand. I So, again, let's go through history. Who came up with the name Falcon Flyover for anything that we have ever done in the history of the station? What person came up with the name of Falcon Flyover? You did. Okay, thank you. Okay, can we establish that? Yeah. That the person who came up with that name wasn't Sean, wasn't Terry, wasn't this guy, wasn't that guy, wasn't Rick, wasn't any sales managers that we had. I came up with the name. Okay? The first time I used it was when 
I worked and filled in and was working with Wendy Adams when she was producing the night show. And I, I said, let's do a segment of all Falcons. Let's do the flyover. Then Rob Triple and I started using it on the weekends. So let's make sure we all have clear. This is my trademark property. And it was so good they made a, they made a whole separate show yeah, about it. Hot Take Tommy. Well, <laughs> it, the show that Rob and I did was the Falcon flyover on Sundays. Uh-huh. We would come in here and crap would be flying off the air. You know, we had Marshall Parker back there, and stuff would just be flying off. I love Marshall. He's a good dude. But, you know, stuff would just be flying off the handle, and I'd have to start swearing on air on a Sunday afternoon. Not swearing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Listen, that's one of the great moments in station history when I I, – and Marshall just let it go through. He let it go through? Yes, he did. Oh, no. Yes, he did. I said, said, S is just flying off on air now. Because there were things like just flying off on the computer. Really? like different sounds and stuff that were flying off. I said, well, I see we just got S flying off the off on the computer. Marshall was interesting. He was yeah. an interesting character. He's a good dude. I like yeah, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Marshall. He's he's a good cat. But yeah, so, so I think I think So oh. Rob Tribble and I hosted that show uh-huh. before anybody else, before anybody else that, that had it. Nobody had the name. I came up with the name. I'm the <laughs> one who put that originally years ago. And now it's gone, huh? You laid the you laid the foundation, man. But yeah, I think because new imaging got put in today, I think there was a little accidental house cleaning and so things that i think things got deleted that weren't supposed to get deleted okay that's my anybody ask no okay (laughs) before we just start deleting stuff anybody ask or anything like that anybody you bueller anybody (laughs) pro football focus lists the rookie to watch on each team in the nfl no surprise for the falcons they say quarterback desmond ritter the who ritter was qb3 in the 41st ranked player in PFF's 22 draft board. He was a four-year starter at Cincinnati, improved every single year of his career, finishing with a 90.7 overall grade in 2021. In an admittedly weak quarterback class, Ritter was the most NFL-ready of the lot. I thought that was Kenny Pickett. I thought he was the most NFL-ready. But anyway, the why? The Falcons' transition plan for Matt Ryan was either non-existent or got scrapped when they decided to pursue Deshaun Watson. Can I tell you, go with the first thing. It was non-existent. And by the way, the Falcons didn't move on from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan moved on from the Falcons. Make sure we did deli- Just like the Falcon flyover was created by one person, okay, who shall remain nameless, okay, make sure we understand the Falcons didn't move on from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan moved on from the Falcons. Either way, they were left grasping at straws after trading away their franchise quarterback. Ritter was one of those straws, and for only the, and for only the 74th draft pick overall, didn't take a hefty investment. If he can win the job outright from a veteran of Marcus Mariota, that would be a great sign going forward. I said before, look, can he win the job? Potentially. But I think it's a very small percentage chance that he wins the job. He's going to have to have a monster preseason to win it. And frankly, I'm okay if he doesn't win the job. That doesn't say anything bad about Mark, or about Desmond Ritter. doesn't say anything bad about him at all. He probably will get a chance to play. Most likely because Mariota at some point is going to drop down because he always gets hurt. But I don't see it as a bad sign. And frankly, and as I told Carl and Mike in the handoff, I don't necessarily want my young quarterback behind this offensive line until I see what they are. Because remember, take away Vaughn Miller and Micah Parsons. Every single solitary quality pass rusher is going to line up against this offensive line this year. Everyone, you want the Bosa's? Cool. You want Mac? You want Garrett? You want this guy? You want that guy? You want Aaron Donald? You got everybody this year. Everybody. You don't have Micah Parsons and Vaughn Miller. That's it. That's the only two guys you don't say. You want Watt? You get Watt. 
You want all of them? You got them all. Every one. You want you want um, uh, Hendrickson? You got him. You want Watt? You want Garrett? You got all those guys. You want Cam Jordan? You got all those guys, right? Every one of those guys, not named Von Miller, Michael Parsons, lines up. That's why I'm not as interested right now of putting my rookie quarterback behind this offensive line that is, you know, a patchwork group right now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's grab some audio here before we uh, head to break. Uh, let's start with Arthur Smith talking about the center competition and it being neck and neck. Yeah, still competitive. So uh, nothing's changed there. So see how it plays out. Well, those guys are doing a nice job. And, and, and Newsel's trying to push them too, but uh, Drew and, and Henny are good competition. Hey, you know why? What did I say before? What are those two guys? The same guy. Yeah, the Spider-Man meme, right? If you go on Twitter and you and you pull up that little GIF, right? You know, you can put the little GIF on there. Put Spiderman in your GIF bar, and you got the two guys pointing at one another because they're the same guy, right? That's that's what these guys are. I, did I not tell you they're the same guy? Like, I don't know if there's a real difference. They're both undersized centers that come from Good programs and are very smart guys, which you have to be to play center in the league, right? All right, Arthur Smith talking about Elijah Wilkinson transitioning well to left guard. Yeah, he's guys made a transition to that left guard spot. Um, some things he's worked through. That, but I, I think for the most part, I've been pretty pleased. It's different. I think he's getting more comfortable with that spot every day. And so until somebody else emerges or he does something that doesn't deserve to be up there, he'll be in there right now. Well, listen. Um, I guess it says a lot if he's going to be the starting left guard for this team. Either it says a lot about him or it doesn't say a whole lot about the guy who he's replacing out there. Here's uh, Mar- uh, Arthur Smith talking about Marlon Davidson is out but not serious. But, you know, in all seriousness, would you say if we thought it was something serious, we'd add some depth, but we're pretty good. And then we'll uh, take those things day by day. But if something's serious, I promise you I'll come up here and let you know. Well, there you go. Um, let's grab – let's go to Marcus Mariota. Him talking about the centers haven't done a great job. You know, I've been in situations, I've been in places where when you're rotating centers, it's tough. But these guys have done a great job. They're communicating well with everybody. Um, the exchanges have been great. So um, I, I think ultimately that that is going to play itself out well, and I think it really helps that entire room. Again, um, you know, look, they we always talk about the offensive line. That That is first and foremost what has to get fixed on this team. All right, let's uh, grab another one from Mariota. Let's uh, let's hear from Mariota talk about being excited for Friday. I'm excited. I'm excited. And, and for me personally, you know, it's it'll be fun just to get back out there, call plays, um, you know, feel game-like situations again. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these young guys go out there and make plays, and it'll be a great great opportunity for us. Yeah. Look, uh, again, Arthur Smith has said everybody who is healthy is going to play on Friday. So, look, first preseason game, you only get three of these. Um, Obviously, look, you have a lot of spots on this team. And it's crazy to think about how many spots are really up for grabs with the Falcons right now. How many spots are are really up for grabs? So, it's going to be fascinating. And that's why I think that that Friday is going to be a lot of fun to watch what happens. All right, more to come when we get back. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, the Game, Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with the John Chuckra Show, live in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 The Game, at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, it's been a crazy night up in Boston thus far at the ballpark. So it's 4-3 right now, Braves. Braves right now offensively have seven hits and four runs off of Rich Hill uh, as we're in the bottom of the fourth right now. So in their four bats, they've got seven runs or seven hits and four runs. Morton has given up three runs already, and he's given up a couple of home runs in this game already as well. Uh, Riley is homered for the Braves. Riley's got a, a triple and a homer. Swanson's got a double uh, thus far. Riley's got three RBI and two hits thus far already. Um, Fam is homered. Arroyo is homered uh, for the Red Sox. So kind of a crazy night in Fenway Park. Looks like the ball is carrying pretty well and been a bunch of runs scored. So let's see if these two pitchers can calm down, especially Morton. See if he can just kind of get calmed down. You know, he's three in the third, four hits, three runs, four strikeouts. That's good. No walks. That's good. But he has given up a couple of home runs already in this game. So we'll keep you up to date. Still looks like Philly and the Mets have not gotten underway just yet. Well, no, I take that back. They are in the bottom of the first inning. So they finally got that game underway. So bottom of the first, there's no score in that game thus far. So we'll keep you up to date about what goes on with the two teams as um, Braves look to try to get back on track after a rough weekend in New York. Two games with the Boston Red Sox. Then it's heading down to Miami to take on the Marlins. And then don't forget, it's a doubleheader on Saturday. So Ian Anderson will pitch one of those games. Then he's going to head to Gwinnett. Uh, from there. So uh, bottom of the fourth right now, Braves do lead four to three. All right. Uh, earlier today, Brandon Adams joined Andy and Randy talking some Georgia Bulldog football. And the guy started off by asking him about um, um, which brand has been stronger at Georgia. No, I don't think so. Because look, Georgia's had, you know, eras where obviously there's been good football being played. But in terms of what you see with Richard Seymour going in the Pro Football Hall of Fame this past weekend and the early buzz, some of the very good, you know, potential rookies from Georgia's NFL uh, draft collection from this previous year. You know, when you add all that together, I think it speaks to, along with the national championship, of course, a time in which Georgia football is just a lot more top of mind than it's kind of ever been before. And 
I don't like thinking about college football as strictly a business because for us it's entertainment and it's something that we you know get a lot of value out of that has a lot more to do than like you know profit and loss statements. But in a time in which the business side of college football is really important, the brand that you have, or in other words, how people think of your business, is clearly crucial here. If you don't have a big enough brand, you can't get into the SEC anymore. You can't get into the other big rival league, the Big Ten. If you don't have the big brand, you're sort of stuck playing in one of the other leagues. So if you're a UGA fan, and when you see the way in which you know the, the NFL kind of becomes a little bit of a commercial for UGA from time to time, and where Georgia starts in the coaches' poll, number three, still very much a uh, shot of being back in the national championship picture once again. You know, it's it's a very, I think, comforting thing to know at a time in which business matters. Business is really good for the dogs. B.A., what did you think of Stetson Bennett's haircut? I mean, it was just so funny when I saw it and then the tweet of it and everything. And just his leadership skills, because right now they know he's the guy. But, I mean, when you look at Stetson Bennett, is there any way that he's more comfortable than he is right now? No, I think he is very much enjoying himself. I do think he's really comfortable. Now, listen, as a guy who's a few years older than Stetson, and probably only a few years because it seems like he's been in college for 100 years now, but as a guy who's a few years older, like, you can't be cutting good, usable hair, right? Like, if I could go back to my 20s, every stitch of hair I had back then, there's no way I'm cutting any of that stuff. I want it all flowing and looking good. You know, the idea that you'd have good hair and decide to cut it off is the kind of thing in your 40s, you might, you know, one day regret and wish you hadn't done. But nonetheless, I, you know, I, I do think he's in a good place right now. And I do think that he stands as a very intriguing figure for this upcoming season because there is a chance that he plays even better this year than he played a year ago. And, you know, obviously he may never quite fully answer, you know, all of his critics and silence all of them, but he's going to have a shot at it. And I certainly think he feels pretty comfortable with the shot that he's about to get. What circumstance would it take for Brandon Adams to get that haircut at this age? Like, would it be a bet? Would it be would something monumental have to happen? Like, how do we get B.A. the Stetson Bennett fade? Yeah, listen, the problem is, is like, if I cut my hair as short as he has it, my head would look sort of like a map of the world. Like, you'd see stuff kind of, you know, going this way and kind of going that way. Like, it's not that smooth, full cover. It's a little bit like you know, uh, uh, grass underneath a tree, right? It's not all growing in there. It's not all looking the way it's supposed to look. That's why I can't do that. It's because there'd be way too much skin, not enough hair, if I cut my hair that short. And I just don't need I don't, I don't need to deal with that in my life. Okay. All right. B.A., when you were talking earlier about the, the, uh, the coaches poll come out, any surprises about anything? I know my biggest surprise was Notre Dame at five. Well, here's the thing you remember about Notre Dame. I was thinking about this a little bit. I don't want to make this an Irish show, but I was thinking about the fact that their only loss last year was two Cincinnati teams that eventually made the college football playoff. So, you know, not only has Marcus Freeman since becoming head coach there actually recruited really well, the truth is, and he inherits in some form or fashion a roster that actually played pretty well a year ago. So I do think seeing the Irish at five, should cause you at least consider, hey, this team actually, you know, maybe wasn't quite as overrated last year as the typical Notre Dame team sort of has been. And I think that, you know, it should at least be worth your attention. I mean, for me, one of the really fun questions to kind of kick around and debate if you're with your buddies who are college football fans, like who is that fourth best team in the country really? Maybe it is Clemson. That's the one that obviously was rated just below Georgia. But I'm not quite so sure I'm that willing to concede that for a Clemson team that just had a hard time doing things offensively a year ago. I mean, 
I've kind of taken a little bit of a look at, like, say, Oklahoma. And I know Oklahoma's got some sort of off-field stuff going on right now. Maybe that changes the scenario for them. But for Brent Venables in his first year, bringing some toughness to a Sooners team that kind of needs it, there's a part of me that wonders, hey, do they become that fourth playoff team? Or, you know, I, I don't, don't know where you go for it, but kind of debating what should happen after that trio of Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia, I think is actually one of the fun questions to sort of talk about as we get ready for the season to begin. I think it is, too. I mean, I think Clemson's just a fun team to talk about in general. I mean, I realize we all have very short memories in college football, and what happened last year is the most important thing. Dabo's a legend. No matter what happens, Dabo Sweeney is a legend, what he built at Clemson. But it does feel like mm-hmm. a big year for them, right? Yep. Like, the, the landscape of college football is, is shifting, and he's been vocal about not being interested in some of that shift. So it feels to me like they've got to go out there and, and prove that, that they can do what they've been doing in this new landscape even if they're not going to participate in it fully. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a really big year for Clemson and, Dan, and Dabo Sweeney. Well, I'll say two things about that. First of all, their recruiting is actually still going pretty well, including here in the state of Georgia. Vic Burley, a guy out of Warner Robins. You want to go to Stephon Green, guy out of Rome. Like, some pretty big-name in-state players, especially along the defensive line. That Clemson brand, to use that word again, still carries a lot of weight with guys like that. But as far as on the field goes, you know, in 2019, Alabama missed the playoff. It's the only time Alabama has missed the playoff during the playoff era. And yet, 2020, come back with the national championship. 2021, right back in the national championship hunt. And Nick Saban's got a thousand excuses why they didn't win this past year. But you kind of wonder for Clemson, okay, can they do in 2022 what Alabama did in 2020, which is shake off not making the playoff to kind of get back in that conversation? Or do we look back on last season as the moment in which as you said, kind of a historic run for Clemson. Multiple national championships, string of playoff appearances. Did it end last season because they lost some games? Or can they kind of get back and reconnect themselves to that era with the way they play this year? I think that's a really fun topic. Yeah, what did you think of Coach Saban's comments about rebuilding year? Obviously, you know, they still went to the national championship. They molly us in the damn SEC championship game. What yeah. were your thoughts on that process of him talking about rebuild? I think it's fascinating that no matter how much Nick Saban has won, I think he's undoubtedly the greatest coach of all time, but no matter how much he's won, all it takes is one loss to make him sound like any other loser. And that's exactly what he comes across as sounding like right there, making excuses. You could have taken that same comment, you know, the text of that comment, and attached it to any person who posts on a message board or anything like that. Nick Saban comes across as just as much of a loser as anybody else does once they lose a game. Excuses about injuries, he's made that. Well, actually, it was a rebuilding year, and this is not the first time that Nick Saban has tried to explain away losses in the past. He doesn't have many of them in Alabama, to his credit. But when he does lose, he typically has an excuse to go along with that. And, yeah, I think the Georgia fans were bothered by it, rightly so. I also think it's a weird offseason for Saban in the fact that for, like, the second time at least, he's kind of found himself in the position of trying to explain, well, what I really mean by what I said was blah, blah, blah. The first time was the Jimbo Fisher stuff when he had to backtrack on that. And the other day he's had to kind of come back and be asked about all of this. This has been an unusual offseason for Nick Saban. What does it mean for the in-season time? We're about to find out. But it's been an unusual offseason for Saban. Brandon Adams joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy from Dog Nation Daily. Do want to let you know that before college football season kicks off, make plans to watch the top 30 players on the PGA Tour 
at the Tour Championship August 24th through 28th at East Lake Golf Club. Tickets available at tourchampionship.com. That will happen before uh, college football starts BA. And we're still a few weeks away from that, that first weekend of games. Where do you feel like the, the juice, kind of the, the enthusiasm is nationally for the, for the Georgia and Oregon game? Obviously, we here are very excited for it. But where do you feel like the, uh, the excitement level for that game is nationally? I think that there's a huge, like, conversation that goes on about a lot of people. Like, pick a city like Chicago or St. Louis, which is like some random big city. I think there are a lot of people there that don't want college football to be the same old, same old. And sometimes Georgia fans, I think, read this as like an anti-UGA bias. Maybe Bama fans see this as an anti-Bama bias. The truth is, some people just want there to be a little bit more balance and parity to the sport. So I think there's a little bit of a natural rooting interest for a team like Oregon in a game like this for people who live, as you said, outside of our Atlanta area here, outside the state of Georgia, to hopefully, surely, a team like Oregon can kind of prove that it belongs in the same field as Georgia. So, therefore, maybe there's some mystery and intrigue as to who the best teams are this year. And teams like Georgia have a tendency not to cooperate with this narrative. Certainly Alabama (laughs) never cooperates with that when it plays a team like this in a non-conference neutral site game to open the season. My guess is Georgia probably does the same thing to Oregon. But that's what this ends up being about. It's going to have a big audience. It's going to have a lot of attention around it. And it's going to come with what I believe ultimately ends up being a disappointing outcome for a lot of people who don't wear red and black or don't live in SEC country where this year just looks an awful lot like what previous years have looked like, where even maybe a team like Oregon that could be the best team in the Pac-12 you know, doesn't end up equating itself very well on a field like this against UGA. But that's where all the energy in a game like this ends up being about. Can a team from another league prove that it belongs in the same field Georgia? And in you know recent years to start season, that hasn't always been the case. Randy asked Marcus Mariota to his face an hour ago if Oregon could cover. <laughs> Not even if they could win, just if they could cover. He was, uh, he was, he was demoralized. That's why we yeah. love Randy right there. I mean, you're, you're getting to the heart of the matter right there, right? It's can like, you guys you cover? Know, can you guys cover? Inside the number? Can we cover? Anyway, B.A., we appreciate, appreciate it. it Thank you. Hey, good to talk to you guys as always. It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, listen to every Atlanta United match along with all the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. Chuckery back in the key studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, hey, uh, dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with unwritten new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. This week, how to treat rookies with Albert Pujols. Download Unwritten for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is a catch us on the go. Social media at 9 the game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, we just keep going back and forth. We're back to square in the uh, Braves game now. 4-4 as uh, Morton has... Um, uh, Morton has pitched four innings, five hits, four runs, five strikeouts, no walks, given up a couple of homers, 65 pitches. Rich Hill has been pulled after four innings of seven hit, four run, 
ball. He threw 68 pitches, had no strikeouts, and one walk. Riley has uh, homered and doubled in the game. Swanson has doubled in the game. Riley's got three RBI. Contreras has an RBI himself, so that's your four runs for them. And again, Morton is in, and he's given up a couple of home runs um, thus far in the game. So we'll keep you up to date about what goes on there. Uh, Mets and Reds are 0-0 in this second. They got delayed by some weather, so they were in a rain delay for a little bit. So they're a little bit further behind, even though they were going to start a little bit earlier. But um, no score, only in the second inning as the Braves are in the top of the fifth inning here. So unfortunately, have to get the bats cranked up and going and have to get this thing rocking uh, and rolling. Ronnie's got a hit. Danzer's got a hit. Two hits for Riley. Olsen, Contreras all have hits. Nothing for Grossman, Ozuna, Arcia, and Harris has a hit uh, tonight. So Braves are whacking the ball around. I mean, they got seven hits, you know, so far in the game. So they're getting guys going, getting guys on. Just have to keep trying to pile up runs, I guess, uh, tonight because you never know what the pitching's going to be. So feels like one of those nights where the ball is carrying out of the ballpark. I, I saw the wind kind of swirling around and things like that. But, um, again, uh, Braves tied up. 4-4 here as we're in the uh, in the fifth inning uh, thus far. Uh, don't forget, um, our training camp coverage comes to an end coming up tomorrow as uh, Freaky and Hughes, Steak and Sandra, Andy and Randy, everybody's going to be out and about uh, at training camp tomorrow. And, of course, Dukes and Bell can John do Freaky? Yep, John Freaky, him, uh, and all the stuff they got going on in the mornings. So um, Dukes and Bell will be at the Hooters up in Buford, up at uh, the Mall of Georgia. So, all of that coverage wraps up here coming up tomorrow. And um, I guess I found out today I will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Monday night. So we'll be broadcasting until 11 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz. So either I'm going to have to get a broom or, you know, uh, um, one of those, um, uh, what do you call it, the uh, dust pans. It'll be like Motel 6. They'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, like they may ask me to lock the doors and flip the lights off when I head out of there. Yeah, so. janitor might just hand you the keys. Now, the good news is I can't be there by myself because somebody has to engineer. So I don't know who's engineering um, oh, that's the show true. tonight. Yeah. So I don't know I'm. I don't know that that's Eric or Miller or somebody like that. They probably, they probably won't put one of the top guys. Uh, since it's me, Cullen's um, good. You might get if you get Cullen. I like Cullen. Cullen yeah, Cullen's, Cullen's, be good. Cullen's a good dude. I like Cullen, so that's fine. But it'll be it'll somebody will have to be out there with me, uh, and I guess I'm going to be like in the end zone in like one of those suites or whatever in the end zone is what Mike was telling me. Look at Chuckery suited up in Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yeah, but they don't have any food. Yeah, I mean, hey, usually suites come with all you can eat and drink. So well, you know, you need to get I don't that know. hooked it, up. It's a it's an open practice. I'm I'm guessing I'm going to have to go up there to. Um, what is that place? Molly B's or whatever up there. Hattie B's. Hattie B's or whatever it is up there. Whatever that place is up there. Um, and one of those places or go to my friends over at Fox Brothers or about to say, whatever. You better get Hattie B's name right so they can feed you. Well, is that what the is that what it's called? Are you sure it's called Hattie B's? Yeah, I think it's called got, Hattie B's. I think we got into this before. So it is called Hattie B's. Okay. All right. Sure it's not Molly B's? No. Nah, okay. You better keep calling them Hattie B's so they feed you. All right. Well, we'll have to figure all this out. Um um, because yeah, somebody's gonna have to feed me uh, there because the thing starts at six thirty. The practice starts at six thirty, so I'm guessing by eight o'clock they'll be done and wrapped up. Guessing the roof will be open too. I wonder if they would let me like push the button to close the roof before I leave. You should ask them. That's a good idea. I may that, have that is to a ask good them. idea because I would assume it's just a button you push, right? I would think so. Like they don't have you don't have to hand crank it, right? You don't have. There's not like a hand not. crank. 
Like and you have to like they have to get some guys and hand crank it. If it's a hand crank, they they might put you to work and have you do yeah. it for real. That wouldn't surprise me. Around here, that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if, if that's if that's what they did. So so if you're headed out to a Mercedes Benz uh, on Monday for their open practice, uh, don't forget go to AtlantaFalcons.com, get a ticket. It is a five dollar ticket. But here's what I've said before, and I was saying this to Day Day the other night. For five bucks, if you've never been to Mercedes Benz Stadium, okay, t- spend the five bucks. If you need to, take Marta down. Obviously, you know, you can get Marta, you know, depending on where you live. Grab Marta, head on down there. Take you, the wife, the girlfriend, both of them. Uh, bring the kids. And for five bucks to come in, if you've never been to Mercedes-Benz, it's an opportunity to come down there and check it out. Right? I mean, it's a, it's obviously a, an amazing facility, especially if they have the roof open, right? So if, if you, you know, want to do something kind of on the cheap, look, why not have a date night? Down there, right? That's not a bad idea for a date night. That's a great idea yeah. for a date night. Yeah. Come on down to Mercedes-Benz. Food will be cheap, too. Yeah. They got good, yeah, cons- right. they got they the got good concessions. discounted yes. good concessions, yes. too. Yes. Watch a little bit of Falcons football, right? Come say hi to me. And, yep. and you know, we'll, hey, yo. it'll be a party, right? We'll have a big party for all of it. So, anyway. But, yeah, uh, listen, if, you, if you're looking for an opportunity to go check out Mercedes-Benz and you haven't uh, done it, um, this is a great opportunity coming up on Monday. So, Falcons training camp will wrap up, um, or at least our coverage uh, out there live, will wrap up this week. And then, of course, Friday, the Falcons and Lions hook up preseason. Four o'clock kick, uh, sorry, four o'clock pregame, six o'clock kick on all of that. All right, speaking of uh, getting my kicks, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, so we dip back down in the well of these shows, Get Woke, Hot Take, whatever these things are, right? So this one's got Chris Russo, right? And who is it? Ryan Clark? He's the former player, right? So Ryan Clark and Chris Russo are on Get Take Woke or Hot Woke Tommy or whatever, this show is that they got going on, okay? So they get into this discussion about wide receivers in the NFL. Now, this is, we'll, you're only playing the first part of this, right? So they eventually get into an argument where Russo raises his voice and, and Clark tells him to lower your voice and you're not going to speak up to me like that, right? Half serious, half joking. But anyway, here's what they had to say about some of the wide receivers in the NFL. He's not a Hall of Famer. He retired tomorrow and never played another game. He's not He's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, you would not. I don't think he'd get the votes to be in a Hall of Fame. So he's got to do more to get into that category. But he's young. Well, no, but I said if he never played another game. A lot of these receivers, you well, know, well, Hill's well, going to make I, the I, I guess I just don't understand. I don't understand what that has to do with the 2022 top 10 receivers. When it's arguable that two years ago or three years ago when he played, not arguable, he was the best receiver in football, at least statistically. And I think now to start bringing this to a Hall of Fame conversation is is something we can't do or something that doesn't necessarily pertain to what well, we're we talking never, about. You cut yeah, off a well, lot I, of careers right now and guys well, are well, Hall well, of Famers. Well, I, you know, even, even his career prior to the injuries. You know, Cup right now, he never played another game, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Hopkins is going to the Hall of Fame. Hill is That's going not to the true. Hall of Fame. 
Cooper Cup Hall is fame. not going to the Hall of Fame oh, if he absolutely. doesn't play another game. Absolutely. If he never played well, another game right true. now. Oh, yes, he's the he won a Super Bowl. Yes, he is. Cooper Cup. Yes, if Cooper, Cooper Cup right this second this never season. played another football game, he would get the votes to go to the Hall of Fame. It's not even debatable. Cooper Cup's been the best receiver Mad in football dog. for three years in a row. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Mad Dog, that's a lie. That no, is a lie. lie. And no, stop raising your voice to try to be right. That's I'm a lie. My voice. Until I'm this year, Cooper Cup wasn't coming in anybody's top five. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup wasn't a top five receiver until this year. Oh, like, no, what field have you Cooper watched? Cup You're supposed great. to be a historian. All right. Let me give you some. Because, by the way, the first guy they're talking about is Michael Thomas of the Saints. Is who they're talking about. Here's Michael Thomas's career numbers. He has 510 catches for 5,950 yards and 32 touchdowns. You with me so far? Okay. He's. So they swear that's not going to the Hall of Fame, which I agree. That's not that he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Cooper Cup has 433 catches. Is that more or less than 510? That's less. Okay. He has 5,517 yards. Is that more or less than 5,950? That's less. Okay. He has 40 touchdowns, so that's more than Michael Thomas's 32 touchdowns. So you're telling me with less catches, less yards, and eight more touchdowns that he's going to the Hall of Fame because he was on a Super Bowl team and Michael Thomas isn't. That's the only – neither of those guys right now are going to the Hall of Fame. Neither. Understand what I'm saying. Why is it every – why is it literally that everything has to be hot take Tommy level? Like everything, everything has to be that level. Why would anybody – this is what Cooper Cup last year, I told you, had the best year Ever for a wide receiver. 145 catches, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, 114 and a half yards per game. Okay? He was third in the MVP. He was the offensive player of the year, right? He um, first team all pro, won the Super Bowl, right? I'm with you. Led the league in catches, yards, touchdowns, led the league in all of that stuff, right? Pro Bowl, All Pro, everything. The year before, he had 92 catches for 974 yards and three touchdowns. That's a good year, but that's not first team All Pro. The year before that, he had another really good year. 94 catches for 1,161 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was fifth in Offensive Player of the Year voting. So he's had one mega season and a couple of pretty good seasons. Hey, hey, Tommy, pretty good. Hey, 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 hey. So because he's had one, yeah, because he, that's Chris Berman, actually. So because he's had one outstanding season, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He scored 40 touchdowns in his career, and he's in the Hall of Fame now. Why is everybody and every show and everything Complete hot take Tommy level. Everything. I, I'm telling you, we're doing something wrong, Dylan, because those guys are making millions of dollars going off the deep end. We got to start going. Kyle Pitts is going to the Hall of Fame. Kyle, if Kyle Pitts never played another game, if he never played another down in the NFL, Kyle Pitts would be in the Hall of Fame because he's a unicorn. And how many unicorns in the history of the league have ever been drafted? Desmond Ritter is our first ballot Hall of Famer. 
Kyle Pitts is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a unicorn. There aren't unicorns in the NFL. He's a unicorn. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. If he never played another down again, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. It's just trade hot takes back and forth all show. Yeah. It's not even debate. Just, just right. Let's both make declarative sentences that are hot takes the back Braves and forth. The Braves are the greatest team maybe since the 27 Yankees this year. This year's Braves team might be the best team we've seen in baseball since the 27 Yankees as they're down 5-4 to four to the Red Sox right now. They might be the best team since the 27 Yankees. That's how good the Braves are right now. I mean, why not? It's pay Right now, guys are getting millions of dollars to say this kind of stuff. <clears throat> we need a better agent, and, and we, need a, we need some kind of new deal or something. We need to find a new source, right? Because, I mean, this is obviously selling. How, how could anybody say with a straight face that if Cooper Cup never played another down in the NFL, he'd be in the Hall of Fame? And I love, you know I love Cooper Cup. How could anybody with a straight face say that he'd be in the Hall of Fame? Because it what? Because he won a Super Bowl? Got to ask Mad Dog that. He's the only one that I know that has done it. <sighs> and they start arguing about raising their voice and this, that, and the other. And then, because the clip goes on, and, and, he, and he tells, he tells what, what did he tell uh, Russo? That's the last time you're going to raise your voice to me or whatever like that? It's just crazy. What, you know, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce aren't in the Hall of Fame. Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. Let's let's just, for instance, let's look at Isaac Bruce. Oh no, Bruce is in the Hall of Fame now. Let me look up Tory Holt's um, numbers. Where's Tory Holt? Let's see here. Let's see what Tory Holt's numbers uh, are. If I spelled that right, Tory Holt is not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, he won a Super Bowl, right? He has thirteen thousand three hundred eighty-two yards. He scored. 74 touchdowns in his career with 920 receptions. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. And a guy who's got about a third of his numbers is going to be in the if he retired today, would be in the Hall of Fame. Because Torrey Holt won a Super Bowl. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, Torrey Holt. Seven-time Pro Bowler. Super Bowl champion. Made the All-NFL 2000s team. And was a one-time first-team All-Pro. I mean, he's overqualified for the yeah. Hall of Fame if you ask yeah. Mad Dog Russo. Where's Russo at? Where's Russo talking about it? He had a year. He had two years where he led the league in yards, both almost at 1,700 yards in those seasons. Why is everybody just full-on massive hot take mode? I'm telling you, man, millions and millions and millions of dollars that are out there, we got to find our piece of that pie. That's all I'm telling you. And that's what's bugging Chuck. All right, here's what we're going to do at the top of the hour. We're going to open up the phones. I'm going to ask Dylan this question, too. Give me your ideal Braves lineup, assuming that, let's say, Ozzy is back and healthy, but you don't have Duvall back. So no Duvall, but you've got Ozzy back. Give me your ideal Braves lineup as if the, if you had to start the playoffs tomorrow and I got Ozzy back tomorrow. We'll talk about that next, and we'll open up the phone lines at 404-741-0929. Up next, Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Right Now to the Game, Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.